0: Hi there, welcome to the audio version of this week's blog from the Valley of the Stars. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this week it's called Landslide, a soggy surprise and a nasty setback. Yeah, Val, are you going to be here while I do this? Yeah, good cat, okay. Just get off the computer. It's a good girl, go on. Get to, go on. Why didn't I think of that? It's a question I've beaten myself up asking many times in this odd new life when the latest thing to go wrong has gone wrong. And it's one I ponder while looking at a landslide, a flood, and a jumble of upturned tanks on the hill below our building site, which just before the storm was an almost finished water treatment system. I make a lot of mistakes, by rushing into things, not preparing properly, and thinking stuff can be done in an impossible period of time. But I can't take the blame for everything. In 2002, the then US Secretary of Defence, Donald Rumsfeld, explained the lack of evidence for Iraqi weapons of mass destruction in a speech referring to known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. Like Secretary Rumsfeld and given my lack of experience living in this self-reliant way, it's the unknown unknowns which often get me. If only I'd thought about that thing I didn't know might happen before it did. Makes me feel better when I say it out loud, but it doesn't mean the whole water treatment tanks aren't now trashed. It wasn't always like that. In my job as a BBC foreign correspondent, I learnt to make risks rather than take risks, and do a pretty good assessment about whether or not they were worth the reward. Flying into a bowler and active insurgency land in the Democratic Republic of the Congo? Yes, it was worth it, but it took me ages to persuade the bosses back in London I wasn't insane, and to apologise to Anna afterwards for not telling her I was going. I've learnt a lot about how to do stuff off the grid, But I often get really frustrated when my own stupidity or lack of properly thinking things through means I not only fail to achieve the thing I set out to do, but actually make it worse, more difficult and more expensive to rectify. This happens a lot. I was never terribly good at DIY before, so why should that change with practice? It really should change with practice, shouldn't it? The unstoppable force versus immovable object approach I took in my previous job for getting that interview, that access to a place to tell a story, and then get it on air, doesn't work with installing a solar water pump kit without instructions. Sorry, am I boring you, Albie? I mounted the solar panels onto the aluminium rack ahead of installing the pump, having received the missing parts, but the whole insanely heavy thing somehow flipped over in the gale-force winds in this week's storm. Force of some wind versus badly secured object. It doesn't look like the panels were smashed as they toppled into a pile of sand, but we'll see if it still works when it all gets connected up. If only I'd secured the struts, or weighed it down with rocks, or left it face down to start with, given the high winds forecast. As a reporter for a big organisation, it was a lot easier getting a hold of people who want to get on the telly and have their perspective heard than it is being the annoyingly pushy foreigner in rural Portugal who should know by now that things take time. The energy and tenacity to push to the point of obsession or destruction, whether it be in South Sudan or post-earthquake or hurricane, once led an editor to nickname me the Duracell Bunny for my persistence and determination But that approach clearly isn't working with our architect. He's harder to speak to than some African presidents. We've had a lot of rain recently. Our lake has never been so full. But the combination of large amounts of surface water on clay and the presence of newly dug trenches for our pipes and cables is not, it turns out, a good one. I spoke last week about the giant mole holes for the infrastructure which have turned into swimming pools and waterlogged trenches Our building site currently looks more like a First World War movie than our vision of an eco-lux lodge. But things took a turn for the worse this week in the absence of our builder and what I would have expected to have been a known known to him. We've placed the water treatment station above the lake, a large three-tank system, followed by two open tanks for reed beds and then a final tank for the water to be recycled up for irrigation on the future vineyard. The holes were dug to precise specifications. Sand was bought, delivered and then levelled by our good selves before the bulldozer carefully lowered them into place. We were just waiting for the digger to return, load the reedbed tanks with gravel and then backfill everything. Job done. But the wet conditions haven't been ideal. While waiting and to protect the system from rain, I cut a couple of channels to divert water around the tanks to stop them from being inundated overturned and generally trashed. But sadly, that is exactly what has now happened. The deluge, combined with the new trenches not being diverted into the lake, created a landslide, which has flipped and buried the biggest tank into wet mud and clay, floated another up out of a three-metre deep hole and smashed all the pipes linking the system together. It's a total mess. It's going to cost more to undo and then redo than it cost to do it in the first place, and the work will eat up vital time. It was the worst in a series of setbacks we suffered this week. Angry letters from the town hall about unsubmitted documents, continued fighting with the unpolished concrete people, and the unrequited pursuit of our African president. We should, of course, be careful what you wish for, even if more rain is what this region really needed. I've covered enough massive storms to know that there's not much you can do about big weather and big nature. But I wish I'd thought about diverting the trenches, and I wish our builders had as well. When the new downhill trench to our solar house was finished earlier in the week, and I realised it bisected a stream and a swale that usually bring a lot of water to the lake, it got me thinking. In the absence of our contractor on site, we took things into our own hands and pushed reluctant builder Justo to block his new trench and lower some ground to encourage water into the lake. If we'd left it, the solar house would have been flooded and all our solar batteries would have been destroyed. That is a known known If only he and we had thought about the impact of the other long drop trench on the other side of the hill directing thousands of litres of water into our thousands of euros worth of tanks. The rain has now stopped, but the rivers and streams continue heading into our lake, which is almost overflowing, as is our downstream neighbour, Daniels. I've cleared the overflow pipes, placed some rocks and boulders to slow down the flow, and we'll wait to see where the deluge goes. We've warned friends further down the valley, but the rain may have stopped just in time. No more rain is forecast for a week. Once it's drier, we can bring back the machines, dig everything out and start all over again. I've learned a lot from friends and from experience, but sometimes I just wish I didn't have to. There are great parts to living this life, but sometimes I wish it wasn't just us, with all the responsibility for guessing what might happen, what might go wrong, before it does. And having to coordinate everything ourselves leaves gaps of plausible deniability where people with greater experience can make excuses for not thinking ahead and acting appropriately. Thanks for listening. Please go on the website, Off Grid and Ignorant in Portugal, to see some of the photos. Um, One of the captions is, I'll be back. Yeah, little black dog sitting at my feet right now when I've been reading. Did a runner for a couple of days during the storm. I put a lead on him and he bolted. I've taken the lead off. He's now fine, but that's a work in progress. And also I wrote an article, um, finally, on the wine blog called The Rolling Stones and a Stairway to Heaven about a Portuguese monastery where two great stories converge. And the link to that is on the website as well. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.